Welcome to the very first episode of I Still Call It a Lariat, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling. I will be covering pro wrestling from the past, from the present, and we can even say of the future. I will cover up and coming wrestlers, up and coming promotions, things to that effect, whatever kind of tickles my fancy, you know? Um, also, all opinions of this show are completely my own. I am not based with any promotion. I do not have any connection to any promotion. Uh, Oh, I should probably tell you who I am. My name is Steve Zaff. I'm a former independent pro wrestler. Uh, I was involved in the business for over 20 years. And if we want to be technical, I was probably over involved in the business for over 40 years because I have loved pro wrestling my entire life. Um, I have engaged in the deepest form of historical views on wrestling. I love it. Um, Even when I hate it, I still love it. With that said, uh, we are recording at the end of the week for currently it is February 9th, 2024. A lot of things have happened this week. A lot has happened. I actually just finished watching the WrestleMania kickoff in Las Vegas. I will cover that at the end of this program. Um, But to start, there are a few things that I would like to cover as far as the Vince McMahon situation. Overall, the only news that has come out this week that is new is what has been reported by Vice, and that's that Ashley Massaro was raped and it was covered up by Vince while they were in Kuwait doing a tribute to the troops. Um, This is horrible. Everything about what is coming out about Vince McMahon is horrible. Uh, I just want to touch on that very quickly. I don't know too many of the details, so I do believe that this is a terrible, terrible situation. And I also believe that it's just going to keep getting worse for Vince. I think everything about this is going to just keep spiraling downhill. And at 78 years old, I honestly don't think he's going to live long enough to get on the other side of it. Um, Now, with that said, who knows what the court will find him for? Who knows how many more things will come to light? Uh, As things come to light, I will report them. Um, But for the most part, overall, everything that could be reported has been reported. Um, The Ashton Massaro situation was something new. And if it had not come to light, I would have mentioned that I'm probably not going to report on Vince. Uh, Other than that, let's get to actual wrestling news, actual wrestling happenings. Uh, actual wrestling opinions. Um, big story this week. Scott Diamore has been released from TNA Wrestling. Um, I don't know how this happened. I don't know why. I don't know if maybe his contract was just up and they just didn't renew his contract. But what I will say is Scott Diamore did more for Impact slash TNA Wrestling than I think anyone has. He literally built them back up from the ground um they they were pretty much on the verge of just being done and somehow he turned it into a product that was worth watching um 
there's been a lot of times where TNA or Impact or whatever you want to call it has been the best wrestling program that's been on. Um, I always felt that one of the problems with TNA or Impact was just it's on access. And it makes it very, very difficult for you to watch it because it's not on every cable system. Um, now, I've recently purchased the TNA Plus app. Um, so I do go back and I watch weekly impacts and I watch weekly. Um, I, I go back and watch historical pay-per-views that they've done. Um, I know they add the pay-per-views on later on, so I'll probably be watching those as well. And if it seems like there's going to be something big going on on there, I will absolutely be reporting on them. Unfortunately, TNA has not done enough in the last few years still to garner hitting the radar just yet. They're close. They're they're real close to being back to where they were when uh, AJ Styles was there, was when uh, Magnus, uh, Nick Aldis, whatever you want to call him, was there when uh, Mr. Kennedy... Um, all these guys, when all of them were there, I think that was the highlight of TNA. Kurt Angle um, really did a lot for them as well. And I think we're getting there, which will be awesome. And it's sad that Scott Diamore, who did so much for them, will not be there to to kind of cover everything with it. Um, I'm sure Scott was wished his best in his future endeavors, as is customary with wrestling. Um, but I'm also sure that Scott will land on his feet. He's a brilliant wrestling mind, and I'm sure any other promotion would be happy to have him. Um, moving on to the number two wrestling promotion in the world. Uh, AEW. AEW is the number two, obviously. Um, it's not even a question, but most of the news about AEW uh, at least the only positive stuff. The only stuff that I feel is drawing money that is doing well is the Sting stuff. Um, now, I am a lifelong Sting fan. I have Sting is the reason why I started watching uh, NWA slash WCW wrestling. Um, growing up as a little boy in New Jersey, um, we didn't have a lot of money, and... Unfortunately, Turner Networks were only on cable at that point. We don't have cable at that point. So I didn't actually get a chance to see NWA or WCW until I was about 10 or 11 years old. And I remember Sting just captured me. He was everything that you wanted from the Ultimate Warrior at the time with better wrestling and better promos. Um... He was every bit the superhero, but he had this in-ring presence. He would, he'd wrestle for an hour. He'd wrestle for 30 minutes. He'd wrestle, you know, whether it was a 10-minute match with the Iron Sheik or a 60-minute match with Ric Flair, he'd go out there and put on a classic, and it was crazy. And it was crazy that a man that big could move that fast and jump that high and do all those things, uh, throw the drop kicks that he did, jump off the top rope the way he did, um, and just captivate, captivate fans, all types of fans. And he's constantly involved himself. Um, this week, uh, Sting and Darby Allen won the AEW tag team titles. 
I don't like this. I don't like this because this has made Sting's last match more about more about the Young Bucks than it has about Sting. Should be about Sting. I actually would have preferred if this had turned into a singles match of sorts and it was going to be Sting versus Darby for a passing of the torch. Um, unfortunately, that's not what we were getting. wish that was what we were getting. Um, it seems to me that the Young Bucks are just kind of ingratiating themselves into whatever they want, whatever they think will get them back to being over. And the fact of the matter is, I don't think they've been over for years. I think that the AEW hardcore fans will always defend them. Um, but I think the proof is in the pudding. They are getting go-home heat. I don't want to watch them. Um, and if you do want to watch them, that's fine. That's that's your own personal preference. Um, I think that anyone who says they're the best tag team in the world, though, is mistaken. Um, I do like that Sting is going out on top the way he is, even at his age. Um, I know that AEW Revolution, the event that he is retiring at, the entirety of the sales in that are off of the fact that it's Sting's last match. Um, and as much as I know the tag team match is probably to cover up some of what he can't do anymore because he is older, he's in his 60s, I am happy that they did not decide that this was a reason to bring Ric Flair back for one, mass, one last match. Um, all around, I don't completely hate what they're doing with him right now, but I feel like Sting should have had a little bit better on his way out. Um, putting him in the tag team match with the Bucks is kind of just, I don't know, dumb? I think dumb's the only word I can come up with right now. Um, it's very, very par for the course for AW. It's very, let's let our EVPs kind of do what they want and run off the last bit of talent that we still have. Uh, the last little bit of people that are actually drawing money for them. I think... Like I said, I think I would have preferred seeing Sting versus Darby and letting him, letting Darby maybe go over and really having the torch passed, have Sting raised his hand afterwards, give him his goodbye, give him his time in the ring, let him have, let him have all, all the time to soak in his accolades. He has absolutely earned it. He's been wrestling since, oh, I believe, 1986. He's... He has a long and storied career at this point. And luckily, he hasn't done too much to tarnish that legacy. And in my eyes, I don't think you can tarnish things legacy. Um, I think the only thing that would have made him any bigger was if he won the WWE Championship. I think if he hadn't gotten hurt, uh, in the match with Seth Rollins, that they might have built to him winning a WWE championship. Who knows which one? Or, you know, maybe they wouldn't have. Who knew? Who knows what creative was thinking at that point? Um, it has been several years since 
that was even a possibility. Um, so let's get down to the brass tacks of what is going on in the wrestling world right now. The most important thing, the biggest thing, WrestleMania. WrestleMania is the biggest thing going on in pro wrestling currently. Um, I watched the kickoff show tonight um, that they did in Las Vegas. And I have formed my own opinions even before this had happened. I really did believe that they were going to do some type of sort of where Cody was going to keep his spot. And for anyone who watched the show tonight, we know that that is correct. Um, I heard the huge pop that Bianca Belair got tonight. Um, she's a star. She's absolutely a star. Um, I heard the huge pop that Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch both got. That match is going to be huge when they, when they face off. Um, I don't know what Bianca's going to do. I've heard her and Jade. I've heard her and a few other people. Who knows? Maybe they prove how much of a star she is and they let her host this year. Um, but she's definitely, she definitely has star power. Uh, she gets a huge, huge crowd pop. And I was at Royal Rumble and when she came out, it was huge. Uh, when Becky came out, it was huge. Anyone who says that the crowd didn't sound like they were into it, I was I was there. The, I think it was just the way the field was set up, honestly. Um, now then, about 40, 40 minutes into the show, we get the thing that we have all been waiting for. Who is Cody going to choose? Who, who, which world champion are we going to see him face? And Seth Rollins comes out first and he does all of his things. And then he asks for Cody to come out to make his decision. And instead of Cody, we get Roman. Roman comes out and as per usual, tries to call his own shot. Says he's going to face the rock. Rock comes out uh, to chorus of booze for the most part um i mean they cheered him when he came out but once he started talking and he started talking about main eventing wrestlemania it was just they booed him out of the building um i like that he's leaning into it i like that he is going to be kind of the heel boss right now at least going into this um, who knows, maybe it'll be a double swerve where he turns on Roman and that's how Cody wins the world title. I don't know. I don't know. But as you can tell from the spoilers that I've, from my context clues are spoilers. And that's that Cody Rhodes is going to WrestleMania. He's going to face Roman Reigns. Uh, WWE is doing the right thing by Cody. And I think they're doing the right thing by having the rock kind of give them the rub into it. I think the way the buildup is, uh, there's no way that Cody doesn't win. Like he's not going to get a third shot. Like we're not going to keep extending this. There's no way that we don't finish the story. And I feel like he needs to finish this, this part of his story so that we can move on to get, 
Roman versus Rock. Um, most likely for next year's Mania. That's what I'd really be thinking. I wouldn't be surprised if they've already got it, got next year's Mania set up as far as where it's going to be. Um, there's been a lot of talk about it going international um, and Rock wanting to main event the first uh, international WrestleMania. Um, doing it on 41 is actually kind of a big deal, I would say, just because it would be the first WrestleMania that realistically we would have ended an era and Vince would have had nothing to do with it whatsoever. I'm not saying that Vince had much to do with this WrestleMania, but he will officially have been removed from the company for over a year at that point, And any trace of him should be gone, which means it would be a completely new era and it would be the start of the chapter. It would be the one. It would be the first one since then. And it would be 41. Um, and if it's the first one that's, that is in a uh, international country, in the UK, in Japan, in wherever they decide that they are going to go with it, that would be huge. And The Rock would draw huge money for it. But back to Cody. Um, Cody absolutely deserves all of this. Um, I think... I think this was the plan all along. Um, I tried to record earlier in the week and it just didn't happen. And I had said that I thought that this was the plan that they had done this on purpose to make Cody Rhodes the biggest baby face in the company, the biggest baby face on the planet, really. Um, they effectively made a new Daniel Bryan on purpose. Um, by taking away his shot, they made him the new Daniel Bryan and they did it on purpose. It's crazy. And I'm going to say this triple H is playing chess and the rest of us, he haven't even gotten the board out of the box yet. Um, we're not even playing a game and he is doing all of the things right, right now. Um, and he's doing all the things the correct way to steer the company's bad headlines away. Uh, he originally, I, I fully believe that bringing in the rock was it and having him take Cody's spot was a better bad headline than what was going on with Vince. Now then, and the fact of the matter is, is all we spoke about was rock. We didn't talk about what was going on with Vince for over a week. We talked about the rock. We talked about the rock screwing Cody. Bet it it was a better form of bad press. And now all we're going to talk about is how they didn't screw Cody, how Cody's taking a shot, how Cody is going to main event WrestleMania, how he's going to get his moment again, how he's probably going to finish his story. How long is the match going to go? How good is the match going to be? Who is going to try to interfere? Who's going to stop them from interfering? Um, I think one of the key things that they did last year with Mania that I hope they don't do again is the amount of interference that they had at last year's main event. Even though I know Cody didn't win, it kind of seemed like Cody couldn't win anyway because when they did his match last year 
having Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out to interfere, and the second they touched Roman, I didn't like it. Um, I thought that if the baby faces come out to level the field for the baby fa- the other the the baby face in the match, if um, Sammy and Kevin had come out and just beat up the Usos and tossed them out and fought their way up the ramp, and you know if Cody happened to be on the outside of the ring, had rolled him back in or anything like that, just so that you could get back in the match, that would have been a much bigger deal. Um, but the second that they hit the, I I don't think they hit the, I forget what Kevin Owens hit him with. I think it was a super kick. And then uh, Sammy hit him with the Huluva kick. And when they, when they did that, it taints the win for Cody. It's okay for the for the heels to cheat. It's okay for the heels to do the things to stack the deck. But the baby face has to make the climb. He has to climb the mountain, even if it's... He always has to play by the rules. Um, them leveling the field by taking out the Usos or Solo or whoever it was, that's fine. But them hitting Roman, who was the heel champion automatically takes away a little bit of Cody's steam in that one. Um, a little bit of his heat. He would have, they could, they would have played it off that. Well, he wouldn't have won if Sammy didn't hit him with the Halupa kick or whatnot. They did. It's, it's a tale as old as time with that one. Um, I think the way they are setting this up right now and they are making this, seem very personal this is a matter of wrestling dynasties going after each other now it is cody's royal family versus roman rock's royal family and the one thing that i have absolutely noticed with tonight's kickoff was there was a guy who took the there was two people who took the backseat during the main segment one was Seth Rollins, and I kind of assume that um, if we'd it, we'd be lying if we said it's not the number two title. It's the number two title. It's the number two title. It's a title that was created six months ago, um, and if we're talking about it like it's the real thing, its lineage is still based on a title that Dusty did hold. So why would Cody go after that belt? It was never it was never meant to be. Um, if we're saying it's got the lineage, the old world heavyweight title, which would have had the lineage to the WCW title, which would have had the lineage, to the NWA title, uh, whether it be the 10 pounds of gold or the big gold belt, um, Dusty held that. I realized he didn't hold it very long, but he still held it. And Cody held the NWA world heavyweight title. He definitely, he won it. He's held a title that his father held. Now he needs to hold a title that his father did not hold. And I would love to see what is going to happen if and when he wins. I want to see if we've built this up so much that afterwards Cody doesn't have a place to go. He doesn't know where to go after this or if they don't know where to go with him. Um, I think on stage tonight, you notice that Set like I said, Seth took a backseat, but Roman kind of took a backseat to The Rock, which is very telling. I mean, that shows you who the bigger star is in the world, in the company, all of those things. Um, I think 
obviously the rock is the biggest star just on the planet um the rock is as big as anyone has ever been and i don't just mean physically although he is a massive massive man um i like the idea of him at least for a little while playing the bad guy boss he's he's a part of the board he's He's the version of the bad guy boss that we can get behind again because it takes, once again, the heat off of all of the bad publicity for the former bad guy boss. Um, and we have a guy who can talk. He can put it out there. He can go out there and he won't be, no offense to this person, but he won't be Dixie Carter. He won't be... Tony Khan going out there looking absolutely insane. Um, he's going to be a guy who looks like he can wrestle because he can, who looks like he can fight because he should be able to because he's six foot five and 275 pounds of solid muscle. Um, but also he can talk, he can enunciate, he can get a point across the right way. And that's huge. That is very, very huge in this day and age. Um, not a lot of guys, especially the guys that are trying to be the heel boss, they often don't do it properly. Um, I definitely saw Rock step up as what he should have been to them. And that was, he was the antagonist. Roman was the antagonist. Cody is the guy that we need to cheer. I think Cody goes on. He takes Mania. I think he gets the fireworks. Um, if it was me and it was Cody coming out at uh, at WrestleMania in Philly with everything that's going on, and this is just a personal thing that I would love to do if I was holding the pencil. And it would be funny in the sense that it'd be a little funny, but I would have him come out to start. In with uh, Living in America by James Brown, I'd have him full on do almost like an Apollo Creed act. Uh, it's in Philly. Carl Weathers just passed away. I think it'd be a great tribute. Um, do I think that's going to happen? No, I don't. I think that you're going to hear Cody's music. I think we're going to get the Cody elevator going. Um, I think all of those things are going to happen. Um, but I also think that it'd be cool to have, you know, they're in Philly, give a Rocky tribute. Um, and then once we get on the other side of that, I want to see what they're going to do. If they're going to start setting up Rock and Roman, um, if they're going to set up leading into Mania now, uh, I believe the obvious choice would obviously be Drew McIntyre for Seth Rollins title. Um, and I hope Drew wins. Uh, he was the champion during the... He was the COVID champion. And it really, really sucks that he was so over then. And he couldn't He couldn't do it in front of fans. He, he was not... No one was allowed. He won the title in front of nobody. Um, and he beat Brock Lesnar to do it in a match that if it was in front of the 80,000 people it was supposed to be in front of... Um, would have just blown the stadium apart. They would have 
it would have been the biggest pop you've ever heard in your life, probably. Um, but I think Heal Drew, the current work he's doing, is some of the best work that I've seen. I think it is amazing. I think he has a certain cadence to his voice. I think he looks the part. He's six six, I think, and just built to the heavens. He's got traps up to his ears. He's, you know, he looks like he can beat you up. He sounds like he can beat you up. And he's finally doing some of the most sinister sounding promos. He's done the Scottish psychopath thing before. And he and he did the the baby face champion thing before. And he did the chosen one. And this is kind of all of those things. He's gotten a lot more quiet with the promos that he's cutting, um, but much more almost uh, there's still more meaning to them. He's not just yelling, which is what he was doing a lot as a baby face. And at the time, a lot of times uh, at the time it would work, it would work a lot. Um, especially when he had the match with Bobby Lashley uh, a couple years ago at Mania. I felt that his promos, when they had to do the stall because of the storm, really, really worked. Um, just because of the amount of emotion that he was conveying. Now it's one of those things where he's got all this emotion coming out, but he's he's quiet. He's, he's almost get, he, It's almost like it's a whisper, like it's a secret, but he's so impactful with it. The things he said, the the things he said to CM Punk. I'm not a spiritual man, but I prayed that you would miss your WrestleMania shot. And then, like, I, and the way he made it sound was like he was like God's right arm, striking him down so that he couldn't have his WrestleMania moment. That's heavy. That's heavy, heavy stuff. And he sounds like he doesn't think he's the bad guy. And that's kind of a big deal for wrestlers. Um, not he, You should believe that you're the hero in your own story. Those are the best heels. Triple H always thought that he wasn't really a bad guy. He was just doing stuff to get ahead. Um, if you listen to Old Piper or, or any of those guys, they don't sound like they want to be despised. They just sound like they don't care sometimes if they are um and i think that was always that's that's a big deal for it i think that's a lot on what could be going on with that and lastly because he's he is doing a lot of these things to for lack of a better word uh ruined dreams ruined uh cm punk's dream of main eventing wrestlemania he's going to try to ruin Seth's dream of uh, keeping the world heavyweight title. I think he should come out to his old Broken Broken Dreams theme song. Especially with the way that he, he moves now and how big he is and have him come out slow. And please, for the love of God, don't bring the sword out. It's terrible. Um, I didn't like when they started with the sword. And I definitely hate the idea of him carrying that sword around if they're going to make him a heel. I think have him go after the knee, have him put Seth on the shelf for at least some amount of time. Make him make him a monster. Make him make him what he should be. 
Make him a guy that's intimidating. Throw in a couple other people. Maybe have him carry the title. And the first guy that goes after him is maybe even Gunther. I don't know if you can make Gunther a babyface, but who cares if he's a babyface? Just have him go after it. Or something along those lines. Or who knows how long CM Punk is really going to be out. But so long as he is out, you give him a chance to keep talking about it. Drew can be like, I'm the guy who took out your world, your your visionary champion. I'm the guy who took out CM Punk after he made his 10-year return. I'm the guy. Because I took out those guys, I'm the guy. I'm the guy who's the world champion. I'm the guy who's doing all these things. And I'm really happy about it. Like, make him happy that he did it. Not not goofy happy, but just, yeah, I'm, I'm him. I'm the guy. Um, and I think that gives you a nice a nice dynamic between the champions. It almost flip-flops them where the where Raw had the babyface champion and SmackDown had the heel champion. And now you would have SmackDown have the babyface champion and, and Raw would have the heel champion. Um, and I think you could give Roman time off of after this. And whether you're trying to set up Roman and Rock uh, for next, year, next year's Mania or not, I think there's a chance you could have Roman come back as a babyface. Um, I don't know if that works into the plans for what you uh, want him to do with the rock afterwards or what you want him to do. But I think give Roman a little bit of time off, let him go away. Let us miss him. Let us not see him for a little while and not need to see him because he's not going to be holding the championship. Have Cody, have Cody had the obvious feud. Have Cody come in and he goes to celebrate on SmackDown. And I think you should have Cody or have I'm sorry, not Cody. Have Cody come celebrate. Have Randy Orton come out and be the one that double crosses him. Have him be the Viper that he is. Have him kick him in the head even. Um, and you've got all of this stuff that you can lead up to. You have a huge match going into a huge feud going into SummerSlam between uh, Cody and Randy Orton at this point. And then you can honestly set up Drew with anyone because there are a lot of guys in that locker room that are smaller than him. Um, You could even set him up where you have to set him up with Damian Priest eventually. You have to have Priest uh, cash in soon. There's a lot of people in there that you could you could do this with that you can move forward with. You have a lot of star power in the WWE right now. It's actually a very good problem to be having. Um, and all around, I feel like the state of wrestling is in a good spot right now. Um, I know there's some, some bumps in the road. Um, I would say that we're at a point where Japanese wrestling isn't as hot as it's been in the last few years. And even before that, with a lot of the tape traders from when I was growing up and things like that, um, one of the clear signs is having uh, Okada go from 
or not re-signed with New Japan, having uh, Julia, I believe her name is, who is the biggest female star in Japan, say she's not going to re-sign and she's going to go somewhere else. Um, I think that's that's going to be a, a hit for them. Uh, it's a sign of things that could come or may come. But overall, yeah, man, I think I think wrestling's wrestling's on, on an upswing right now. Um, do I think it's the Attitude Era? No, I think the Attitude Era, for what it was doing at the time, was the biggest thing that wrestling might ever see. Um, but I think it definitely competes with 80s wrestling, 70s wrestling. Um, I think it's huge. I think we, over the last few years, and we'll continue to see it, a bit of a renaissance of wrestling, if you will. Um, we don't just have the WWE anymore. If you don't like the WWE, you can watch uh, AEW. If you don't like AEW, you can watch Ring of Honor, even though it's basically the same product. If you don't want to watch AEW or Ring of Honor, you can watch MLW. You can watch TNA. You can watch any local indie production. On uh, You can watch Japanese wrestling. You can watch European wrestling. You can go on to Peacock right now, and if you don't like the current product, you can go back and watch Old Territory Wrestling. There is so much, so much about the state of wrestling right now that we have to be excited about. And I am. I'm really, really excited. Um, I will still have opinions. I will still have things that I'm not overly happy on. But I'll still be able to... I'll, I'll still watch. I'll still... I can guarantee you, even if I don't fully like it, I will absolutely be watching WrestleMania this year. Um, and I'll watch WrestleMania every year. I will watch SummerSlam this year. And I'll watch SummerSlam every year. I'm going to watch the Royal Rumble this year. Or next year. Because I'm going to watch it every year. Same thing with Survivor Series. I'm going to watch Wrestle Kingdom in January when it comes out again. I'm going to watch... I'm probably going to be at AEW Revolution for Sting's last match. Because I want to be part of that history. I want to sit in the crowd while that's happening. I want to feel Sting coming out one more time. And personally saying thank you. Because he's one of those guys that made my childhood. He's one of those guys that made me want to be in the business. Made me want to learn what kind of man I wanted to be as far as a wrestler went. Um, I spent a long time being a vanilla babyface, and I was okay with it because most of the guys I really liked were kind of vanilla babyfaces, um, and I was fine with that. I'm fine. I, I I love the guys I love. I love Ricky Steamboats and the Stings and the guys that realistically, even if they tried to go heel, it never worked. Um, so. Like I said, I think there's I think there's a lot of great things for pro wrestling right now. I think pro wrestling is on an up. I think obviously financially they're doing great. WWE, like uh like Triple H keeps saying, is just signed a five billion dollar deal with Netflix. Um they merged with TKO to form a twenty almost a twenty-two billion dollar conglomerate. Um they have, they now have influence into both UFC, WWE, with the William Morrison agency. They have uh, chances to be in Hollywood. They have, and from what I understand, a lot of these 
disrupting uh, a lot of the rules that they normally had for the wrestlers, for uh, the sports entertainers, the superstars, whatever you want to call them, as far as uh, WWE goes, have actually loosened up quite a bit. Um, I, uh, for on the side, I train jujitsu and a bunch of the NXT guys train with me. Uh, one of which being Baron Corbin, who got to compete in a jujitsu tournament not that long ago. And if this was a year ago, that wouldn't have been allowed. Uh, old WWE would not have let you do anything else outside of what they are doing. Um, so that's a sign that they're progressing and they're allowing this, the talent to do a lot, a lot more, which lets you be happy in the long run. Um, I think it gives you an opportunity to branch out and find other creative venues and find other niches to fit into rather than just being a wrestler because then when your career ends, where do you go? Not everyone can be a backstage producer because most of these guys, if they didn't have someone else producing the match, they might not know how to put them on, on a match themselves. Um, a lot of these guys, if they don't, and girls, sorry, guys and girls, if they didn't have someone writing down their promos, they might not be able to talk off the cuff. Um, so commentary or managing might not be the best idea for them either. Um, also, in this day and age, if you were trying to be a manager, are you going to be a better manager than than Paul Heyman is? Probably not, because there's not many managers in the world through history that are better than what Paul Heyman is doing right now. Um, and I feel like if you're on commentary, you need to be, cap uh, be capable to occasionally work off the cuff a little bit and call it as it goes and cover up what might be a mess up or a miscue or whatever we want to call it. Uh, I'm not going to call it botch because I hate that word. Um, what I will say is this, that a lot of these guys that come from the WWE system, this wasn't their first career choice. So they don't always know where to go with it. Um, but outside outside of that little knock, man, everything else looks great. I, I'm super excited for WrestleMania. I'm super excited for um, all of the things that are coming up. Like I said, Sting's last match um, is honestly one of the things I'm most excited for. Um, I will absolutely be staying up to watch the Elimination Chamber from uh, Perth, which uh, if some of my friends from out there are listening... How are you guys doing? Um, I hope that they are going to be at the show as well. Or, well, at the show, I will not be there. But I hope that they are. Um, and that's kind of it for today, guys. I uh, welcome any type of feedback. Uh, this was kind of a spur-of-the-moment recording as far as knowing I wanted to record today, but wanting to see this and go off of mainly what has happened just in the last couple of days, um, please, if you have any questions uh, and you wish to, please email me at I still call it a lariat at gmail.com. Um, or if you want to check out our Instagram, I am actually pulling that information up as well. 
please go to uh, it is still dot a dot lariat on Instagram. And if you are looking for us on X dash Twitter, it is I still call it a lariat podcast, which is at still a lariat PC. Um, please, please, please give me feedback. Um, or just ideas. If you want to hear certain things, want me to go into detail on more stuff with the state of wrestling. Um, if you want me to go into more ideas on fantasy booking on where I think so-and-so is going to go, um, let me know about that. I will try to report broadly on the entirety of wrestling. I will try to report on as many different facets as, as, as I can. And I will try to record as much as possible so that I can just keep getting better and better and better. And hopefully you guys keep listening and listening and listening. That is my goal. Um, I am doing this for fun, but I will t- be taking this very seriously. Um, I think anytime I get to talk about wrestling, it's always fun. And I can't wait to keep doing this. Um, yeah, thanks for everything, folks. Um, please, 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 like I said, just get back to me. Let me know what's going on. Thank you all for listening. Um, and have some fun. Make some money. Have a good night.